episode eight of the What's Cooking podcast. Today, we bring on a Franklin Middle School legend, Julian Klepach, great friend of mine. We had some wild stories, some crazy experiences. Let's take a listen. Here we go. We are live here with episode eight of the podcast. Today, I am reconnecting with a man that I had some great times with in middle school. He is a fellow University of Iowa graduate in the class of 2022. He is a rap battle legend when we were starting to stand outside in the morning waiting for school to start. This is Julian Klepich. Hey, what's up, Brandon? What a good intro. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Appreciate it, man. How's life going for you recently, man? How's, uh, how's it like finishing up college, getting out into the real world? How you been doing? Life's going well. I've been grinding on that nine to five life. Okay. Uh, it's kind of an interesting transition because, you know, you get out of school and you're like, oh, it's finally done. And then, uh, like for me, I was kind of sitting around for a few weeks and I, I got a job that I really liked. But, um, oh, what was I saying? It was just like a crazy uh, transition going from literally doing nothing, boom, right into 40 hours a week. So. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're living life. I, I love where I work right now. And, uh, good. yeah, just, I'm doing good. Awesome. And you were major in marketing, right? Yep. So Tippy college of business and everything. Yes, sir. Awesome. Tippy college of business. I started in Tippy. I don't know if you knew this, um, as business analytics and okay. then my freshman year, uh, the data science major was like released for the first yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's actually college of liberal arts and sciences. Oh, so I ended up, is that up, what you do? That's what oh, I okay. ended up doing. So I had like the introduction to Tippy as a freshman right. and then I just kind of like ended up being something else. Okay. But I, I, I still come here to study. I still like, yeah. and for those of you listening, we're in Tippy right now. Recording yes, this, so. we're in Tippy. <laughs> Pretty cool. But. I didn't know because I know you work at the bank and stuff. So I was yeah, like, maybe yeah. you're a finance major. I, I thought, cause I thought I'd seen you in Tippy before, but. Yep. And I've had a few classes here. And then also uh, when I did crypto club, we had, yes. our, we had our meetings here. This so. is the best place to have that. It is. It's nice. Yeah. But um, I didn't really get into finance much until the pandemic. Um, I started, obviously we all got sent home and like yeah. cl- class were online and everything i just was so bored i was looking up youtube videos like getting into stocks and yep. crypto and stuff so yep. that's like the first time crypto's I a whole rabbit hole oh yeah you know do you know michael molina i feel like i've heard the name he, yeah so he was in high school uh, that's kind of where he got into the fold but he really exposed me in like our friend group to cryptocurrency i oh, want to yeah. say like christmas of Literally Christmas of 2018, I bought wow. my first cryptocurrency. Wow. So he's been in the game. Okay. Uh, not to say, you know, he's made some missteps along the way, <laughs> but he's he's at least known about it. That's so. cool. Heck yeah. I feel like I heard about crypto in high school, and I never really bothered to, mm-hmm. like, look into it. And then it started getting popular, I right. think, early 2021 with, like, the GameStop uh, yes. f- fiasco and oh, Dogecoin yeah. and everything. And that's Dude, like, I made a little bit of come up off of Dogecoin. Okay. That was... Not a lot, but it was like, you know, I doubled my money and it was was nice, but... Awesome. Hell yeah. So you are in the Iowa City area right now? Yep. I still live in Iowa City and I commute to CR every day. Oh, really? So like 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. Okay. Not bad, but I'm I'm gripping onto my childhood and my youth (laughs) by staying here. Uh, but everybody at my job is like, you're going to move back to Cedar Rapids. You're going to hate that commute. And I'm like, no, like, 
Yeah. Then I'm an adult fully, and I, I, I'm scared to do that. <laughs> That's so. true, yeah. And I'm, I'm commuting. Yeah. I'm very familiar with that drive, too, because uh, obviously we both um, from Cedar Rapids. Yeah. And, um, I considered doing that for Green State, just like living oh, yeah. at home and coming to North Liberty yeah. at a time, but I ended up finding a place, thankfully, in North Liberty. So nice. I'm kind of like right in between the two. So nice. Yeah, it's not a bad setup. But. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to take it chronologically here, as always, so we're, we're going to go from the beginning, kind of work our way through, and then where we met, and then your experiences since then. So, um, I met you in Cedar Rapids, but I'm curious to know, is that where you are born? Or you born, born and raised, Cedar hey, Rapids. My man, same yes, here. Sir. Cedar Rapidians, <laughs> we put on for our city. Have you heard the song, uh, Cedar Rapids Won't Let You Down? I think so, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, and that video is legendary, because he's in downtown Cedar Rapids yes. filming it, and I'm just like, wow, like... Finally, someone's... Because here's the thing. People will get famous from Iowa. My, my friends and I talk about this. Ashton Kutcher is the only one who will be, like, representing Iowa. Yeah. But, like, you know, Jason Momoa, he doesn't put on for Iowa. He, <laughs> he puts on for Hawaii. He was born here, though. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of people like that where people just, uh, you know, Iowa has a brain drain problem. And so I want to shout out Ashton Kutcher for just keeping it real. That's right. That's right. And he was on the uh, college game day last year was with he? Lee Corso yeah. and had him put on the herky head. So What? I didn't see that. It Heck was yeah. Lee Corso made the headgear pick okay. and then Ashton Kutcher was like right there with him like, wearing fire. the Hawkeye shirt and Heck stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, love it, man. Um, so elementary school, um, where, where did you go to elementary school? This is a, so I actually went to five different elementary schools. Five. I I started at Hiawatha, then I went to uh, Nixon, and then I went to so I I went to Kenwood, an uh, 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 elementary school that's now torn down. It was called McKinstry. I oh, was in Waterloo okay. for maybe half a year. Wow. And so third grade, I went to three schools. So I went to um, what, what was that? Uh, Kenwood, and then I went to McKinstry, and then I went to Madison, and then uh, stayed stayed at Madison, and then on to Franklin. Wow. That is the world tour of yeah, elementary schools. Yeah, for real. I think you might have hit every single one except the one I went to, which was Jackson. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they're like, they renamed Jackson or something, and they think that they're going to tear it down in the future or okay. something, which is kind of disappointing because we loved it there. Because well, I remember Polk, you know, Polk was an elementary school kind of near Jackson, right? That kind of got tore down. I don't know how near it is to Jackson, but I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're redoing the district and okay. everything, and... Um, I don't know if you heard there was like a cyber attack in the district. I did hear about like this. A ton of like access and passwords and stuff got leaked and stuff. Crazy. So CRCSD is struggling a little right well, now. Well, they were interviewing <laughs> students and parents about it, and they were like, "Yeah, I mean, we don't really know how this affects us. Like, they kind of just didn't care." <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, so hopefully that doesn't fall back on anybody. Yeah, man, they gotta uh, they gotta take some precautionary they measures. That, they gotta put that on the blockchain. <laughs> secure yes, that. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so I remember end of fifth grade. Um, so w- w- the way Jackson was is uh, like ha- it was almost half and half people going to Franklin and then Taft. Okay. And so I kind of was able to like see which friends were coming with me to Franklin, which yeah. friends were coming with Taft. And the main difference I always heard from people like my older brother and friends mm-hmm. and stuff is that there's no recess in uh, middle school, right. which is like a huge right. change. And then also you like you have to choose an instrument to play in band yep. and stuff and everything. Yep. So. Uh, I'm just curious, like, how, how did you kind of um, go through that transition, like, choosing an instrument and, like, uh, all the changes that were going on there? So, um, I actually toured Harding. Uh, really? I was supposed to go to Harding just from where I was living, and then I had moved. Uh, and then, you know, we chose Franklin because it was closer to where we had moved. Okay. But 
Um, Harding actually had this like gas leak scare a couple weeks. Yeah, like, I, I feel like I heard about it in the I don't cafeteria know if, or yeah, something. Yeah, and I don't know if that was while we were at Franklin or what, but I just remember hearing about that and I was like, oh, I made the right choice. But, uh, <laughs> Take that, Harding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, not dealing with recess, that was probably, you know, pretty tough for me. I was yeah. like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> um, but I loved Franklin and, uh, you know, being able to compare it to, uh, to Harding, like I just liked the layout more. It was just more real. Benjamin Franklin was like the first celebrity ever. Okay. So shout out to Ben Franklin. Absolutely. He, people knew him like overseas and stuff. Like he was one of the first celebrities ever. Like, wow. You got to look into this. Wow. Like, he lived kind of a crazy life, but hearing about that made me proud to be, you know, a, a bolt. That's right. Um, when it came to picking an instrument, you know, I've always been into rap music, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, like the main part of rap music to me, what always keeps me coming back is the drums. Oh, yeah. And so that's when I was like, okay, if I'm going to do anything, I'll do percussion. Okay. Um, now, when I thought about that, I just thought maybe, you know, I'd learn drums. But no, that turned into xylophone, Ooh, the yeah. cymbal, and the tri- triangle. And Dude, I had a, tumult- <laughs> I had a tumultuous history. I'm not sure. Because were we in the same uh, band section? Um, I feel like at some point we were. It might have changed from 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. But I feel like we had you at some point. Because it was me, Max, and Jared yes. on tuba. So. Oh, my gosh. Hard that to, was legendary. Hard to forget about that combo. Well, so in 8th grade, I got kicked out uh, like of band oh. every day after the last concert. Because I had, uh, I had a headache. This is legit. I had a headache <laughs> every show that year. So I didn't come to any shows. And like wow. looking back on it, I feel bad. I wish I would have stayed into it. Because... <laughs> Music's such a bigger part of my life now. I wish I would have, like, cultivated that when I had the chance. Okay. But, uh, yeah, pretty much I was getting kicked out for for not coming to those shows, which Damn. I understand. But, yeah. Um, eventually, uh, I think it was Alex Slattery. Oh, he, yeah. He made uh, Miss Davies mad enough to replace me and him. So <laughs> now he was going out in the hall, and I got to come back in for the last, okay. like, week or two. There but, you go. Yeah. That was, that was my band experience. There it is. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to say, like... It was kind of strict, like the the band teacher, like the band so vibe, strict. like so strict. I always remember hearing because um, uh, I was good friends with Jonah and Ben mm-hmm. and Scott were like the baritone players, yes. and they had James Ball on trumpet in their class, and we were in separate classes, oh, so I had to hear I the story. I was in that. Oh, I was were, in that section. Okay, man, was it funny? So this is the story I always remember them telling me is that uh, James <laughs> James. <laughs> James would come into class and he would sit down in front of like the easel and his music and everything and just sit there with no instrument and yep. Miss Shanley would yep. be like, James, come on, go get your trumpet. Uh, He's like, Miss Shanley, I left my trumpet at home. <laughs> yes, yes. You have the most gruff voice as a middle schooler, bro. And, and she's like, James, I see it over there on the <laughs> shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, ah. Ah, uh, you got me. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> It's just the most crazy stuff. That and class. We had um I forget what year it was, but we had a song called Aruba Tuba. Yeah. Where the tubas like were featured in this one part where we had to do our thing. And it got to the point where Max and Jared were messing it up so bad that she literally told them, just don't play during that point. We'll have Brandon oh do it. Oh, my God. And we'll, have, <laughs> we'll bring in the baritones, too, and we'll have them play it, too. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Max <laughs> and Jared. That's not... In middle school, that's not who you want to lead anything. No offense to them, but they were the most wildest kids. <laughs> it was insane. And we started out so we would have band lessons. And um, 
I think they would pull you out of class at like certain times a day and okay. like go have your band lesson. Yep. And I started out in the same band lesson as them, but eventually they moved me out into my own individual oh. band lesson because I they was like, uh, yeah, apparently. But looking back at it, I would have intentionally played worse right. just to stay with yeah. them, just because how fun that exactly. was. Exactly. <laughs> there were a lot of things I would have done differently, <laughs> yeah. realizing that middle school did not matter <laughs> at this point in time. But yeah. Oh jeez. So band, obviously, a ton of experiences there. Um, the lunch table was also a classic, classic point to meet up and just talk and yes. mess around Get and stuff. Get in trouble. <laughs> uh, we, I, I filmed a bunch of YouTube videos oh, at yeah. lunch. Just like, they were literally just videos of us like messing around with like forks and throwing chickpeas <laughs> at each other. The chickpeas were a problem yeah, at lunch, yeah. dude. So a couple stories I remember. One of them, I feel like there was an Instagram post at one point. I'd, I couldn't find it today, but I had an apple just like on top okay. of my head. And I was just like sitting yeah, there trying to see I how long I could balance yes, it or dude. something. That rings a bell. That rings a bell. <laughs> and then um, we had, so Ben was on our bus ride home and, and our certain bus route. And we would, so on half days, they introduced half days where we would like, on like every other Wednesday or something and they'd have a specific meal where you could like have a choice between like yes. a couple things and one of them was like a little pack of carrots yep so we would we would talk to everyone at the lunch table that was on our bus ride home and we would tell them everyone grab a pack of carrots and save it for Ben mm -hmm. on the bus ride yes. home and we would have Ben collect all the packs of carrots and eat as many oh as he could God. on the bus ride home man a story <laughs> I have about Ben at lunch is he would get in trouble because he would go up to the topping bar and just scoop a bunch of jalapenos into a <laughs> napkin. And, and every time he'd walk back to the table, like half the time you might get Mr. Baylor going, Ben, put those back. <laughs> oh my ben, God. Ben, he would just scurry away with the jalapenos. Like, oh. what are you going to do? Take them out of his head? Too late. Just what a time to be alive, man. Shout out to Mr. Baylor. Absolutely. He was, he's actually the principal now. The, the, of the whole school? Yeah. Wow. Yes. I did not know that. That's, that's crazy. And he deserves it, too. Yeah. Did you know why he had braces? Did you ever hear about this? I don't know why. No. So there's a kid named T... Uh, I'm not going to say his name. Okay. We'll, we'll there, leave that but off. There's a kid, there's a kid uh, who was upset with, was upset with him and uh, punched him in the face. Oh, my. And made him get braces. Oh, wow. Uh, he's a Navy SEAL now, so... Really? Yeah. The kid that punched him? Yes. Wow. And he's a very sweet guy. Like, oh. I, I, I was friends with him in high school because uh, he went to Wash. And uh, I talked to him about it, and he was like, yeah, like, he was pissing me off. So I punched him in the face. Wow. That, so I was a middle schooler. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember, ha I remember seeing him have braces. I never knew the reason why. So, yep. Yeah, there was a backstory to that. <laughs> I never knew that. But. Did, did uh, Mr. Baylor ever yell at you? Did you ever get in trouble by Mr. Baylor? Not personally. I feel like our lunch table definitely was yep. like reprimanded and like had to go last a few times because we were screwing yeah. around but now never like one-on-one -on -one in trouble with him the closest thing i got was when he made me uh he sees me in the hallway in my, my pants i forgot my belt that day <laughs> and he uh he waves his finger at me and he goes julian come here <laughs> he's like you're gonna go to the office and you're gonna get a zip tie oh and so no. i had to wear a zip tie and oh. I, I never forgot my belt again dude. i had to wear a zip tie <laughs> that's humiliating man for real oh so, a couple other things from the lunch table. Uh, our good friend Brian Cundy. Oh, Brian Cundy. <laughs> My man would get 
So everyone would like get like one chicken patty with like sides and stuff. My man would get two chicken patties every he time. He always have three, <laughs> two to three trays. There was no single lunch for him. There was no single lunch for Brian. My man would come bring his plates back, set up, and he would get the chicken patty and he would first like look at it, just like yep. examine it yep. and everything. Yeah. But then he would try to eat it in as few bites as yes, possible. Yes, he would. I've seen him eat an entire chicken <laughs> patty in two bites. No. Two bites. Jesus I've seen him do it. <laughs> and he would take the pizzas and like fold them up and eat them. Why? Like <laughs> what do you do that for? Like, to, to what, you know, to what purpose? Just showing that he's not to True. be messed with, no, I think. He was, not, he was soft-spoken, but he was not to be messed with. He had a oh. cannon. Oh my goodness, man. Sports and like playing with Brian is just different. I mean, Yeah. Oof. Good luck catching the ball. Like I had gym with him sometimes, and man, that's just like, bro, stop throwing it. Right, just stop. You get jammed fingers. Yes. And, yes. And, the, and the cold football practices are yes. just oh, you don't want to catch him, man. It's just oh. Um, let's see. So going back to band, uh, we went to Adventureland our eighth grade yes, year. Yes, we did. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Um, we went to like the, uh, they had like a water, like a theme park or water park or something. And yeah. we did that before our performance, which I don't know how the scheduling worked out, but I don't think that was a good no. idea to have no. that before no. because, um, oh, Miss Davies was so mad. Yeah. I feel like, um, we had a, a lackluster performance in our band yes. and, uh, I remember like my friends at other middle schools were like, yeah, we got, like, we got ranked, like, first uh, or second or something. <laughs> Frank- we didn't give a darn. Franklin was near the bottom, yeah. if not last, yeah. so they were pretty pissed off at us. I, I forgot my symbols. Really? Uh, and somebody <laughs> had grabbed them for me, and I was just like, and it was somebody I, I didn't even know, but they just knew I needed symbols for a song, and uh, shout out them, because <laughs> we got there, and Miss Davies is like, Julian, you didn't bring your symbols. And I was like, oh, no. Because I played symbols on, like, two songs. And uh, she was like, but this girl got them for you, so you need to say thank you. And I was like, oh, my God. There you go. There you and go. And then she she hurt. She really hurt. Cause there were, so that was only for eighth graders. Yep. But a couple seventh graders stepped up. I think I remember, yeah. And uh, I just remember she was ragging on, a, on one of the percussionists from seventh grade. I feel now. like I remember that. And I was just like, why are you... Why are you taking it out on my man over here? <laughs> He's not even supposed to be here. <laughs> my man's playing above his grade. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Just Chill trying out. to do everything he can. And also shout out the Rough Riders game. Yeah, that yeah. That was fun. They got uh, the Franklin sweatshirts and everything. And, VIP. Oh, dude, I uh, forgot about that. That was fun. Heck yeah. Classic. So next up in the, in the chaos of Franklin, we're going to go over to gym class. Um, Crazy times. I'm going to let you go first and then I'll jump in with some of my stories, but um, I think as far as um, leadership and structure, Mr. Deers and Mrs. Schnell could not be further apart in no, the opposite direction. They're opposite. So I'm going to let you share some stories if you remember from Mr. Deers and okay. what you guys did and then I'll kind of give my Mrs. Schnell take, so go for it. So Mr. Deer, Mr. Deers was like the most laid back person. I mean, he was, so in our locker rooms, right, it was one male teacher, one female teacher. Yep. You had Miss, uh, Miss Schnell yep. and I, we had, I had Mr. Deers and so... Um, I don't know what the girls' locker room was like, but in our locker room, Mr. Uh, Mr. Deers was kind of just chilling behind a like painted glass, but he could see everything we were doing in yeah. there. 
and he would just laugh. Like when we would we would just like mess each other up. Like we were literally stuffing people in lockers, like those small lockers. I think it was Michael Hansen, if you remember oh, Michael Hansen. Yeah. We we always tried to put him in the locker, and it, it was like it was a it was a uh, you know he he wanted to see if he could fit. It wasn't a bully situation. Okay, okay. But Mr. Deers would just laugh. Like he would just laugh at pretty much. There there was a. Um, I just remember at the beginning of class, it would be our our class at one end of the gym and your class in the other. Yeah, yep. And Mitch and I would have you guys in a line. You'd be doing <laughs> workouts. We would just be like running around. James Ball's out here trying to dunk and stuff. <laughs> and I remember he could dunk. He in like could. Seventh it, grade, I'm pretty sure. That just... was one of the craziest things. That man had hops. Oh my god. Um, another thing that Mr. Deers would just laugh at, like. We played this one game called uh, uh, the Jaden game, and it, it's <laughs> listen. It sounds like bullying, but I promise this was not. He was in on it, pretty much. Jaden was trying to come and like uh, it's like tag, right? He was trying to tag me, and so we run around this track, and uh, they're just roughhousing my man Jaden, and he just keeps coming back for more. <laughs> like he keeps coming to tag me, and so one of the funniest times is when uh, we're running around the track outside, and there's a hill. Ben slide or Jonah slides up behind Jaden as right as I'm about to get tagged. Then uh, Jonah uh, Ben pushes Jonah over him, tabletops him oh. down the hill, and Mr. Deers just dies laughing and just looks oh. away and walks away. And it was just like, Mr. Deers, thank you for being so cool. That uh, he really didn't have a care like in the world. I would. Uh, it was pretty much every time we ran the mile, it was a bargain. You know, it was like, all right, Mr. Deers, for real, just like, what if I run around this once and then you multiply that by three? Don't make me do the whole mile. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and now he, I don't know about now, but after we left, he became the wellness teacher. I remember hearing that. Which is a crazy thing. No one would have ever guessed that that was a possibility. No, no. Because no. if, if you were to ask me, who should be the wellness teacher? Mr. Deers is like last on my list. Yeah. Just because he took things so literally smally series mm -hmm. yeah so on the other end of the spectrum we have Mrs. Schnell. <laughs> Mrs. Schnell and um the I, most feared yeah <laughs> the most feared um we there's not a lot of times when I got in trouble in middle school but I got pretty close with mm -hmm. Mrs. Schnell um mm -hmm. I consider myself like a, a good behaving kid even though I like to mess around sometimes Same. but um some stories I have with Mrs. Schnell, the lineup in our class is pretty legendary. We have me, yep. Max, and Jared, and uh, Romina, and like a, f a couple other people. Crazy that just, lineup. Like, going crazy. Romina became a, uh, she was playing on like the women's team, like the under 17 Chilean women's oh, team wow. as a goalie. So, wow. Yeah. Crazy. That's impressive. But um, early memories I have is uh, sixth grade, back when we had Zuhair. Zuhair was in our class. <laughs> Shout out. We had... Um, we had like first trimester of sixth grade year, we ran the mile out mm -hmm. there. And after that, we never ran the mile again because Miss Chanel like didn't believe in the mile or okay. something. She like changed her philosophy of what? gym class or something. She's like, no way. we're not running the mile anymore. It's like, all right, I don't, okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. But there was a day when Max and Jared and Zuhair were running around the gym trying to pants each other. And so, sometimes they were pretty successful at it. Oh so. my God, what a terrible lineup. <laughs> So they were running around doing that. Miss Chanel saw them, and they got sent to the office, and they had to, uh, I don't know if they got, like, sent home the rest of the day or something, but there was definitely at least a detention or something. But, yeah, they were, they were pantsing each other quite a bit, so that was tough. Um, were they peers happening at that time? I feel like that might have been involved at yeah. some point. I don't specifically yeah. remember, but just middle school stuff, yeah. man. 
Um, there was a day, so the way Ms. Ms. Schnell's gym class worked on a typical day, we'd have like a in-the-gym activity, mm-hmm. and then we'd have the fitness center. And, um, oh, yeah. She, she we would, never <laughs> went in there. Oh, yeah, we would always be in there doing like strict workouts yeah. and stuff. So she would split the class in half just based on like random whatever day okay. it was. Some people would be doing the activity in the gym. Some people would be doing fitness center. And okay. no, no one ever wanted to go to no. the fitness center because it's just like strict workout yeah. where you can mess around in the gym. Exactly. So there's a day when Miss Schnell is announcing the lineup and Max is in the group that has to go in the fitness center. And he says, dang it. And he takes his shoe and chucks it. <laughs> he chucks his shoe into the bleachers of the uh, gym. And Miss Schnell says, Max... That's a lunch detention, <laughs> and I already know. I already know you have one today, so that's going to be tomorrow. No. And Max says, "Miss Schnell, I have one tomorrow too." <laughs> no, what a punchline! <laughs> so he had to serve that like two days later because my man was stacked up on so he many. He was stacking <laughs> up the detentions. Oh my goodness! So that's another memory that was great. That's so funny. There was a time when we were running the pacer. And uh, Max and Jared agreed to stop at 69 on the pacer. Oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> and they got all the way there, and they stopped. And Ms. Schnell, I don't think she said anything, but you could tell. You she could tell. You could tell she was just, like, pissed off at Yeah, because they could have got going. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And they just, like, stopped and just, like, put their hands up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, dude. And well, then, what did you get on the pacer? I feel like I made it into the 70s at one yeah, point. Yeah, nice. Um, I think I remember Ben getting in like the hundreds or something, but Dude, he, he's ben, a freaking Ben's just different, man. He was trucking people heads down. <laughs> Didn't care about his neck. Did not care. Uh, the last one that I have on here, maybe I could think of more, but um, there was a day when Romina and I were put in the fitness center, mm-hmm. and we decided to go on like the, the bikes where you're sitting down and biking instead yeah. of like everyone else was on either the treadmill or like the sitting up bikes. Okay. We were like the, the sitting, like laying yeah. back bikes. Miss Schnell comes back at the end of class and she says, guys, that wasn't the intended workout for today. You got to come back into lunch a different day and redo, no redo the gym class. freaking way. So we got in trouble because we did the wrong thing in the fitness center. Bruh. She was doing too much. Yep. And there was also written uh, tests yep. on like the muscle I groups. I remember you guys had those. The muscle groups. We had to identify like the obliques and like different abdominal muscles and stuff. Why do you need to know that? I don't know, man. But she, yeah, she was trying to do too much. I feel like for middle school, maybe if maybe if it was like high school AP yeah. fitness or something. Right. She had good intentions, but <laughs> yeah, come on. yeah. I it's, mean, it's, it's middle school. But we had some great memories out of it. So, moving on. Um, I don't remember if you were ever in any middle school sports. Did you go out for anything? I I was in uh, football. In really? seventh grade. Okay. For one week. Really? Uh, Nano ruined my whole sports career. Oh. I don't know if you remember this. I don't think I do. So we're doing uh, we're doing one-on-one drills, like Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. And uh, pretty much I get put against one of my best friends, Nathaniel <laughs> Burke, who uh, literally broke a kid's leg like the next year. Oh. Do you remember that? He broke a kid's leg during a game uh, for Franklin. Okay, maybe I, and, maybe, uh, maybe I have a faint memory of that. Pretty much he hit me so hard that I like was lying on the ground uh, breathless and started crying. <laughs> and uh uh yeah he he knocked the wind out of me i was i was literally crying and two days later i was like hey i'm sorry i i, I talked to mr bruni i think it was okay yeah and i was like ah this just isn't gonna work out for me yeah and so not all ruined my career i got <laughs> i got hit so hard 
And uh, they were testing me. They were really putting me to the test because they had me get hit by Nano. And then when they had us do lineman drills, I was up against Max Campbell. Oh, and I was like the shortest kid in school at the time. Oh, jeez. So they, they were putting me through the ringer. And they, I mean, they got me out of there. So they were cheers coming, to that. They were coming after you. Yeah, man. for real. They chose violence. I remember seventh grade um, doing Oklahoma drills, trying to like see who was like the most unstoppable force. And... Um, we had like two groups going, and then they would take the winner from each group. Oh, and so nice. one line, one line was Jacob Lynch. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I think Jared ended up coming out from the Yo. other line, and it was one on one. And <sighs> Jacob Lynch like absolutely destroyed two kids. Right. And then they lined him up against Jared, and he took down Jared, and he said, "Keep him coming, coach." <laughs> no way! <laughs> yeah, my man was. Jacob was huge. Yeah, he was crazy, but. There was one day I do vividly remember when um, J- they had Jacob Lynch at fullback and they ran a fullback dive. Oh, snap. And Kenyatta got him and Kenyatta like tackled him and Yo, put him on his back. Kenyatta was a sneaky demon, <laughs> yeah. man. That was sneaky. Shout out Kenny. Shout out Kenyatta, man. <laughs> a lot of a lot of memories with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also Franklin basketball. Were you ever basketball? Didn't do. Ba- I didn't wish I did. I wish I really wish I did. Okay. But didn't do any sports in middle school. Okay. Yeah, I think Kenyatta was B team. I remember uh, Jacob Seabody always telling me the lineup for oh, BT yeah. was like him and Kenyatta and James nice. and a couple other guys. Nice. <laughs> that sounds like a legendary lineup. Yeah. But, man. I worked with Jacob Seabody past couple years. Hawk Shop, right? Shop. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing you there a couple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Shout out. And he's teaching at Franklin now. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> full full circle. circle, dude. Full, full circle. circle. I remember when he told me that. I was like, go both. <laughs> they needed that. Absolutely. My man. I think he's doing like... Sixth and seventh grade okay. social studies social or something. Studies, so yeah. yeah, shout out to him, man. More power. Absolutely. All right. Next up is gonna be rap battles before school. Um, I'm still confused as to why we we get off the bus. Did you take a bus? To- I did not. Oh, okay. I walked. Okay. Cool. So for us that got on the bus, we would get there at a certain time and we would head up to school. And I still don't really know why they would make us stand outside yeah. and wait. I, I'm still confused. Even by in that. the cold. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Even when it was cold. Though. I know. But we had to stand outside and wait for school to open until Mr. Baylor would give us the yep. all clear or whatever. So yep. we're messing around always doing something yeah, weird. Yeah, we and, were. Um, I remember your, your little brother was always getting into this too and, yep. and then a couple other guys. And yep, yep. We would start doing these rap battles. Yep. It was kind of like um, uh, Super Hot Fire type yes. of deal. So yes, everybody, that energy. everybody would gather around and start spitting bars and stuff. No matter how dumb. <laughs> No matter how dumb the bars, <laughs> the circle made the circle brought the energy, and then it was just. Mm. Oh my goodness, man! And I remember um, I forget who your little brother was going against, but he would he would call everybody Ben regardless yes. regardless yes. of yes. if yes. it was Ben or not. He he'd called be like, Scott Ben. <laughs> he'd be like, "Hey Ben, I, yeah, bro." Everybody was Ben. Everybody I knew was Ben. <laughs> ben was like, "That's not Ben." <laughs> it was Scott. Scott was the main perpetrator because, like, it, it wasn't until like. Sophomore year of high school when Chris finally realized that that was Scott and not Ben And he was I mean, I don't know what he had against Ben But he was always coming for his neck at the rap battles. That's always who he, who he directed it to. Okay, okay, but That was funny. Yeah, that was that was like the prime of uh, early YouTube days mm-hmm. super hot fire and all that good stuff, man Well, mr. Baylor shut us down a couple times. Really? Yeah, do you remember that? There, there were times when the circle would get too heated and it was just too many people around and I don't know, he just didn't like it. Yeah. Like, really, we were just having fun. <laughs> like, we weren't doing anything wrong. If anything, we were becoming warmer because yeah. we're all, like, packed into yeah. each other. But Mr. Bear was like, mm-mm, stop that. Stop, stop. guys. 
stop, guys. Too, too much of a crowd gathering. Yeah, there could be a fight real. or something, I guess. But, for real. I uh, never got to that. But um, That kind of brings me to the next thing I was going to say is just, like, the, the friend group we had at Franklin. Like, you have elementary. I feel like there was, like, separate friend groups in yeah. my experience. And then in high school, we kind of, like, stuck mm-hmm. to our own groups. But, like... Franklin, everybody was just vibing everybody with each other. Everybody was friends. We, everybody knew each other. Everybody was just, like, getting along. And yep. It was just, like, such a cool point in time. It was. Where we were just, like... It really was. Like, I made so many lifelong friends from middle school. Absolutely. Like, to this day. And then it was cool because... We, yeah, we all went to Franklin, and then we split off Kennedy Wash. Yeah. And then we, like, most of us honestly came back to yeah. Iowa. Like, I, I see you, I see Joan, I see Jacob. Yeah. And, of course, all my Wash friends. Like, mm-hmm. everybody just reconvened at Iowa. It's crazy, man. So, so many great friends there, and, like, only having three years with you guys, and then mm-hmm. through high school, always just, like, I would see some people in sports, and yep. I'd be like, hey, what's mm-hmm. up, man? And it's just, like, great memories. Heck yeah. Um, so, anything, other Franklin memories that we didn't get to that you want to bring up? Um, I would say the trick shot video. The trick probably. shot video. The <laughs> trick shot video is definitely one of my biggest memories from uh, middle school just because I remember we had so much fun with that it was me you and Ben yeah um, and you had a basketball court yeah right? half court in my backyard yep, you had yep. half court and uh, pretty much the whole video was just you making trick shots and me and Ben like goofing around uh, it, it, my favorite moment is uh, Ben gathers us he gathers us up for an interview <laughs> And, uh, like, he comes up to me, and he's like, Julian, interview time. And you're, like, you're shooting a three. And some of your trick shots were just threes. They were yeah. just three-pointers, but it was still, like, whatever. It was a trick shot. Uh, side note, that video was claimed by LMFAO because we used Sorry for Party Rocket. Oh, no. So <laughs> any of the money that gets made out of that oh. video goes right to LMFAO's pocket. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, what a middle school song. Right, ex- exactly, exactly. And, so, and the ball would go in on the beat drop, like, oh, that's oh, man. But he asks me, uh, he's like, what's going on? And I don't know, I, my answer didn't pertain to what he asked, but I just go, man, every time I shoot, man, every time I try to take a sh- trick shot, Brandon just shows me up. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, say that. And then you make your shot, you come over, and... Uh, Ben goes, Brandon, Brandon, interview time. And he's like, he's like, what's your favorite sport? And without hesitation, you say, triangles. Triangles? <laughs> you're like, triangles. <laughs> and he's like, no, favorite sport. You're like, uh, basketball. <laughs> I'm just like, let's go. Oh, no, dude. So the, the, that trick shot video was great. Also in middle school, I, thi- I think the another way that you and I connected a lot was Call of Duty. Yeah. In middle school, we were on that Black Ops 2 grind. Oh, like, dude. It was me, you, Logan McGravy. Logan McGravy. Jonah Beeman, uh, Caleb Christensen. Yeah. Even though he didn't go to... Did he go to Franklin? When, yeah, he did, he go did to for like yeah. two years. Maybe. Yeah. He like joined late, I think. Yep. Caleb Christensen was part of that. And uh, man, the Black Ops 2 days. Dude. Quick scope <laughs> battles, zombies. We had oh. Kennedy, Deco would join us. Oh, like, yeah. She had Xbox we, 360. Yes, dude. <laughs> We'd have so much fun. That was definitely... One of our biggest connections was playing Black Ops 2. Yeah, playing transit and, mm. like, everybody hop on the bus and go take Dude, it. the bus. <laughs> Heck, yeah. <laughs> Trying to hold off on the bus and everybody would be in a separate location and you you couldn't revive somebody because they're down, no, like, across the map. No, You're trying to pack a punch. It's like, do I, pack a, do I get my pack a punch weapon or I pick you up? Like, I'm not about to buy a quick revive for you, so, I mean, sorry. You're going to have to revive no gun. Dude. And then also, 
I want to shout out my man Austin Kucharski because we played we played sure. Black Ops One all the time. Really, <laughs> Austin Kucharski? Yeah, shout he out. was playing Call of Duty with me all the time. He had a Black Ops One shirt. That's, I really? remember that. Yes, <laughs> I didn't know he ever. I didn't know you guys ever played with him. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Black Ops One shirt. So. Dude, we we would be grinding. We would be prestiging Black yes. Ops One all the time. Heck yes. <laughs> he was always in there, and he was always making fun of me for. He would call me X Space Brandonian Space. Yes. <laughs> X-X-Space <laughs> Brandonian. I remember now. I remember now. He would see me in school and be like, X-Space Brandonian. Yeah. I'd be like, bro, that's my gamer bro, tag. Bro, that's my gamer tag, bro. Leave it on the Xbox. Dude, I'm uh, brain Um, I also remember, like, I think I only went to your house twice. Okay. And both times, for some reason, they were giving me Heisman Award. Like, it just... What? Dude, it just so happened that both times that I was ever at your house, it was like the Heisman Award was being given away. Really? And so I, I specifically remember Marcus Mariota winning the Heisman. Okay. And we... I don't know if you remember this, but I just remember, like, that was the only two times I ever watched the Heisman Trophy get awarded was at your house. That's and, funny. And it was Marcus Mariota. All right. Yep. Wow. I do not remember that, but I'm sure we would have had it on because uh, that's that's always me and my brother. Oh yeah, big huge into football. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had all the friends over, and uh, we definitely watched that. <laughs> I remember that. Oh man, so uh, I kind of have a, a joke throw in question here at the end of the the Franklin conversation, yes. but uh, you might need some time to think. I might have an answer ready to go, but if we were gonna play hide and seek in the entire Franklin school, mm-hmm. is the, what spot are you going to to hide for hide and seek? <laughs> And I'll give you some time to think. I'm going to okay. share some of my answers. Okay. First one I thought of was, um, I don't know if you ever had her seventh grade language arts teacher, Mrs. Wilson. Mm. She had a room out like um, off the edge of like Franklin, out, outside her oh. classroom that was like a greenhouse. Oh, And she what? had like some bean bags in there and there was some plants growing no and stuff. Way. And it was like attached to like the side of the building. It was a greenhouse. I never knew about that. And you could only have like two people go in there at a time or oh something. Oh my gosh. So we would, we would, me and, I remember me and Jacob Lynch just like chilling in the bean yeah. bags and they were reading books during language arts. But yes. like, that's such a cool place. I would probably like Dude, barricade myself back in I there. I never knew about that place. Yeah. That's crazy. If yeah. anybody listening had Mrs. Wilson, maybe you remember the greenhouse but i mean that would have been a good hiding spot yeah. because i didn't ever heard of that i went there for three years okay cool i'm trying to think i would probably say um i feel like there was a closet where they kept the balls for gym and uh you know if, if there's somebody unsuspecting that would have been a good place yeah yeah um also like the stage yeah the stage, just the hiding stage. Behind, because i was in a, i was in a couple uh musicals and there were just some nooks and crannies that you could get okay into, so yeah behind the stage behind okay. the scenes i yeah. think if i had to hide it would be definitely somewhere in there absolutely one other spot i would probably have is um i think on the fourth floor there was like a a packed room for mrs sabanga or something mrs sabanga <laughs> and yep. she would have like the fourth floor the stairs would stop but you could like go yeah. up another half a floor oh, yeah. and there would be like a packed room in yep. there and we would like come in there and like work on extra work and stuff yep. sometimes, but like that's kind of like an out of the way, unsuspecting yeah. room. No, nope, so. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those are my two places. But anybody, any Franklin listeners right now, you gotta hit us up with your hide and seek spots. Yeah. If if we ever uh, if we ever get control of the Franklin Mills crew, right. get that I, to happen. We got the, we already got the insider <laughs> scoop. We got Jacob in there, so you can do some recon for us. Oh man, we need to. So. We go, we go our separate ways. At eighth grade ends. Uh, yes. We go off to Kennedy. We go off to Wash. Yep. Um, this is the time when 
Every, I always like growing up. We all thought that Scott would come to Kennedy with us, right. and then, like he kind of like he made the, like the last second and wash. And you guys like started wash. like that little friend group over yep. there, and yep. it was like getting more into music and stuff. Yes. Is what I'm understanding. So how yeah. did, how did that kind of change as you started getting into wash and everything? Um, you know, it, it really was like all of my friends from middle school, pretty much, besides the Kennedy one. We <laughs> yeah. lost some good soldiers. We lost you. We lost Jonah. Matt Knox. We oh, lost Matt ben. Knox. We lost Ben. That, like that was the yeah. that was the Kennedy Logan McInerney. That Logan was the Kennedy Frank. crew. Absolutely. And, uh, we unfortunately lost y'all, but then uh, you know our 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 Washington group was me, Quinn, Quinn, Nano, Ethan, yes. and Scott, of course. Yes. Um, and that was that was like that was the Franklin sect that kind of joined together. Uh, uh, that was our uh, also like. Um, that was our defense against McKinley because <laughs> because McKinley also also went to watch. Yeah, that's right. And I just remember after Franklin beat McKinley in eighth grade at Kingston. Yes, Dude. at Kingston <laughs> when Drew had like the eighty yard pick six, yes, bro. That was like a monumental moment. They were crying in the handshake yeah. line. Yeah, because of how important that game was. That was an important <laughs> game for both of y'all. We lost to them seventh grade year. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we we run the we run this city, man. We're gonna come get you yep. guys again." We yep. went Franklin undefeated. We beat yep. them at Kingston. Let's go. So I remember in eighth grade we like. We knew a bunch of the McKinley people who uh, who took classes at Wash, and uh, I wasn't playing. I was not, you know, in football as I stated. But it was fun to say how'd that game go last night, oh. and they were all very sad. There you go for like the next day. Yeah. Um. So pretty much that was just the Franklin kids sticking together as we went to Wash, and I think you are right. Like. One of the reasons why Scott liked, you know, went there is because the arts were so much of a bigger deal, okay. I suppose. Yeah. And just um, the music scene, uh, the, the the music scene kind of started there. I, I'll say, I'll say it's growing in Iowa City, and I think it started in Sea Rabbit's Wash. Seriously. There you go. Seriously. Shout out to the OGs, man. Shout out. <laughs> um, so let's see. You guys have like an actual band, like with a band name and everything, right? So, freshman year of college. We started the resident band of Willie's Wacky Winter Warehouse and the <laughs> Uncle Earl's Earwax Emporium. Oh my goodness. Whole long story as to why we came to that name. I'll shorten it up. All right, cool. There was a poster. Me and Scott are walking around downtown Iowa City. It's our first week as freshmen in college. Yep. And uh, there's, a, there's a crazy looking poster and it says, Butthead's Backwards Basement. <laughs> Find a freak for the address. <laughs> so our first thought is to go to this bar where there's a, a metal show. A metal show, and the band is called Piss Exorcist. <laughs> and uh, the headliner was Piss Exorcist. And uh, we went to Gabe's, and I was like, my heart, I had an anxiety, like, not an attack, but my heart rate was pumping. Because wow. it was one, it was a scary, I don't know if you've been to Gabe's or the upstairs. I don't think so. As a young man, <laughs> that's my first bar ever going into, you know, because they let 19-year-olds in for shows. Okay, okay. Um, we're pretty much up there, and uh, we, we find a guy, and we're like, hey, did you hear about Buttheads Backwards Basement? Uh, he was the least freaky of all the freaks up there. And pretty much we're like, do you know about this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I know Butthead. <laughs> and so first, first dude we try, uh, he, he gives us Butthead Backwards Basement address. We wow. went there. It was one of the craziest, weirdest shows of all time, <laughs> just in some dude's basement. And so we were like, we need to recreate this. 
So instead of a basement, we chose our dorm room. There you it go. It was me and Quinn's dorm room. I'm Uncle Earl. Quinn is Wacky Willie. <laughs> and uh, that's how we formed the resident band of Willie's Wacky Wiener Warehouse. And wow. Uncle Earl's Ewax Emporium. <laughs> we had our first show, Thanksgiving break, inside a small courier dorm room. Okay. We fit guitars, bass, piano, <laughs> uh, and a drum set in this small room while everybody was away. We probably, and then we packed like 15 visitors in there. Uh, that was one of, I mean, that was really fun. Just like, that was the first time that I'd ever uh, performed in front of people um, in college. And that was just like, yeah, from there on, you know, we started that band and uh, we played mon- uh, freshman through senior year. Dang. Yeah. That's impressive, man. And you were Thank still you. percussion for that? No, I was a, I was a rapper. Okay. That's, that was my, that was, so the start of my rap career was in high school. Okay. And it was because there were people doing rap and uh, my dad's a rapper. And so that's kind of wow. my DNA. It's okay. just something I can do and something I love, really. Yeah. And there were people doing it, making SoundCloud. I don't know, people, were people like Kennedy doing SoundCloud stuff? I bet there were some. I don't think I ever really came into contact yeah. with them very much. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So people were doing it at Wash, and I was like, man, I'm better than y'all. I'm just going to do this myself. Okay. And so in, like, uh, uh, like freshman or sophomore year of high school, I, my high-pitched voice, I, I remixed that popular Bobby Shmurda song. Uh, <laughs> there's an expletive in the title, so I won't say it, but uh, <laughs> I, I remixed that, and um, uh, that's kind of where my, my rap career started. Uh, it was kind of just me showing people, like, I'll just make fun of you and be better than you at rapping. Uh, it was kind of petty of me, but that's where that started. And then, um, yeah, so when we, when we formed uh, Wacky Willies, uh, I was like, well, I want to get in on this, so let me rap. And so we, we became the rap rock fusion band of Dang. Iowa City. Love it, man. That's, uh, that's so cool because, like, now, obviously now that I'm starting my podcast and stuff, I'm, got, yeah. I'm starting to see, like, just, like, getting into my creative stuff. Yep. So that's that's so cool that you guys How does it feel? How does, how does getting into your creative stuff feel? <laughs> it feels good, man. It feels like you're able to just, like, unload. Yeah. You're able to unload all the thoughts and, like, mm-hmm. experiences and stuff you have. So I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Well, you've been at it for a while, though, because I was a big fan of your Hot Wheels uh, YouTube series. Dude. I, I was had, a big fan of that. I did. I speed, I was a speed runner for a little yes. bit. Yes. I speed run the game Hot Wheels Velocity X mm-hmm. for a little bit. I, I had a world record at one point. What? Yeah. Just for like, for like a couple weeks, for like okay. a couple weeks because the, the number one speed runner in that game was like inactive for a year oh. or something. He just like hadn't submitted any runs or something. So I was like, Oh, I can I can practice and try to beat that. Yeah. I ended up I ended up beating his time by like twenty seconds or something. Wow. A couple months later, it's actually a funny story. I'm sitting in my dorm room with Jonah in, oh, yeah. in Catlett. I refresh the leaderboards and I see the new time got submitted. I was like, No Were you second though? <laughs> yeah, I was okay. second. And, and Jonah, Jonah was like, what happened? He thought, like, something no, terrible. I was like, you I was so like bro, somebody beat my Hot Wheels Velocity X world record speed run. And no. he just starts cracking up. That's devastating. But, yeah, man. I remember you took that game, like, when I was watching you do it, you, like, took it seriously. I was like, he knows this game. I've never heard of this game, and he knows it. He's like, getting world records and stuff. Yeah. Crazy. Dude. And I had my... Um, you probably remember my Beef Lakes, Beef Lakes YouTube yep. channel when I was in like elementary school. Yep. So I've kind of always had like a little creative For side sure. to me, but you know, it's just a matter of like outletting that in yep. the right place. And so. pushing yourself to not only, not only like make yourself do it, 
but also just make yourself put it out in the world. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of it. That's a big step. Yeah, you got to have the, the confidence and, exactly. like, the you can't, like, get too concerned about other people, like, exactly. feedback and stuff. You just got to be like, yep, this is this is what I'm doing. So, 100%. hey, I appreciate it, man. Both some creative people joining us today. Um, so, marketing, you up to current day here, Iowa, you graduated marketing. Uh, where What's the job you have right now, like the job title specifically? I'm a digital coordinator okay. at, the, um, at the Novo Marketing Agency. Nice. It's in the like Nubo district. Okay. You know where yeah. that is, right? Yep. So right next to the big Nubo building, there's the Cherry Building. And uh, we have a really cool space up there. It's a, um, an open area where pretty much like if I look to my right, I see my CEO like two desks down. Wow. Like we're a small company. We all are collaborating throughout the day. Um, and we do a ton of marketing for uh, like Cedar Rapids based businesses. And um, you know, I, through that, like I'm, I'm noticing like we kind of have a big footprint in terms of there's a, there are these signs all across downtown Cedar Rapids and we were the ones who like designed that stuff. Okay. And so it's really cool seeing you know me push these ads and then I, I see the same ad on my phone like I'm actually like seeing the stuff that I'm doing get yeah, put to work that is cool um, so yeah I'm the digital coordinator right now very nice mm-hmm. that's cool and just like <laughs> I, I always see like ads everywhere and yes. I was just like yeah whatever, yep. whatever but if you you get to see like oh yeah that's something I did and mm-hmm. you got the outreach going yeah. there and people coming in and that, that's got to be rewarding. It is, so. and I, I think I think way more people interact with ads than you think. I mean, just by the numbers that I see, because I actually see the numbers. Like I see this, how many people click through. Okay. This, how many people like. Um, even some of the attribution things, sometimes we'll see, you know, how much our ads are actually leading to revenue uh, in terms of what people are purchasing just from clicking on our stuff. And you'd be surprised. I mean, even uh, we do. We we will run Spotify ads. And it's it only runs to people without the premium subscription, but yeah. that still reaches a heavy audience in, in Cedar sure. Rapids and areas like that. So, um, yeah, I mean it, it's cool, and more people interact with ads than you think. Yeah, and that's like um, part of the reason, like for social media creators and stuff, like. <clears throat> Some people just like shut down their creativity before it even starts because like, oh, no one's going to want this. Exactly. No one's going to like, uh, no one, there's no market yeah. for this. You put stuff out there and you, you got to actually like try before you shut yourself down sometimes. Exactly. So. And, and marketing is it really, you need to start with the word market. Like you need to find your market, find the people that you want to reach. What do they care about? What will like, because if you can start, if you can start with 12 people who really like your stuff rather than like. 30 people who are like, yeah, that's cool, they'll leave a like, but they're not into it, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same. You want to, st- like, the smallest viable audience is what they call okay. it. Okay. And so if you if you find the a, a, even a small amount of people who really like what you do and you push it to them, I mean, that's where you need to start. Awesome. Well, this has been very fun, man. Um, I think we covered almost everything there is to cover uh, in this conversation. I'm going to give you the floor if you want to shout out some of your social medias, you want to shout out the band or anything you're, you're working on, let the people know where okay. they can find you, man. Go for it. All right. Well, I'll actually, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll make the announcement here. I, I, haven't, I haven't told anybody, but I'm actually in the process of uh, putting together a mixtape of songs that I've recorded with my friends over the past four years. Nice. And it's all just going to get dropped on all, the, on all of the sound, like, uh, like Spotify, Apple Music. Like, I'm going to put it up to all the platforms. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, you know, like I was saying to you, you kind of got to get over that hump of uh, worrying about what people think. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've got some vulgar lyrics. 
on there. I got some vulgar lyrics, some okay. childish lyrics, but that's just like being a student of the rap game. That's what comes with it. True. So, um, I'm trying to get over that hump myself, and I'm trying to, you know, within the next month, I want to upload that, get that put out, and, uh, you know, I'll promote that on my Instagram and stuff. Awesome. My Instagram is at Julian Klepach. Uh, I'm sure my name will be spelled correctly in the title. You can just find me through that. Um, but yeah, that, that's my shout out is, you know, watch out for some music from me. Dude, I will be linking it in the description. You guys got to check it out. If it's not uploaded yet, refresh it. Come back the next day. Mm-hmm. You'll see it eventually, yeah. man. We'll, we'll throw some links down there. But uh, Julian, man, it was a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It was a great conversation a today. And we're so thankful to have you on. If you ever Thank want to come back in the Thank future, you. any new projects, something Thank come you. up, we'll have you back on Sweet. for sure. Man. Before we end this, can we talk about... Iowa football. Can we talk about <laughs> Iowa football for a second? Because last week was the first week. I know you care about football. I was there. You were at the game? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How did we live? Ah! Oh we God. won. We, we won. won but... but our defense scored four points. Our special teams scored three points. <laughs> our offense scored zero, zero points. Zero points. And we won. I cheer for the punter. I cheer for the punter. Dude. I mean, that's that's really My man. Place. Australian legend. Tory Taylor. Tory Taylor, shout out. He was Big Ten Punter of the Week, I believe. He deserved so. that. Yeah. He deserved that. We were chanting, uh, Tory, was it Tory for Heisman, maybe? Or, really? No, we were chanting MVP for him. Yes, least, so. I mean, he deserved Dude, it. Absolutely, man. Heck yeah. But we got to figure it out if we're going to beat Iowa State because, I mean, South Dakota State, I mean, they're good, oh, but like, God. South Dakota State, guys? Put the in. <laughs> we, want we, we want Alex. We want Alex. <laughs> Shout out, man. All right. Appreciate you coming on, man. Have, have a good day. We'll see you guys later. See you guys. What a great pleasure to have Julian on the podcast. Unfortunately, Iowa did not get it done against Iowa State. You might have been able to tell that was recorded a week ago, but now we're caught up to live time. We're going to break it down for you guys. We're going to find out what is cooking in each of the four categories. What's cooking in sports? I did not go to this game. Actually, this was the first uh, Iowa home game that I had missed, not counting COVID year, obviously, since 2017. So this kind of felt weird watching the Hawks uh, on my TV, you know. But anyways, it turned out to be a pretty good game to not go to because Iowa offense uh, wet the bed pretty much. We were not able to get anything going except for when we had great field position off of a blocked punt. Scored right away, opening quarter, opening drive, touchdown. Never sniffed the end zone ever again, unless you want to uh, bring up the fumble on the one yard line. Very unfortunate, but uh, yeah, we just uh, we got outplayed. And even though it wasn't really by much, but you could tell Iowa State's offense. They have that receiver Hutchinson. Uh, they were able to kind of dink and dunk their way across the field on us for that 99-yard drive. And if you're able to put together a 99-yard drive against Iowa's defense, uh, that that's about enough. That's all you need to do to beat us because you know we're not going to score. This offense is uh, needs some work, and it's very disappointing. We had a seven-year streak going against Iowa State. I had a, a little ritual that I would post a picture of me and some friends on Instagram every year when we won going back all the way to my sophomore year of high school. So I was looking forward to throwing up another post and celebrating, but all good things must come to an end. So we actually blocked two punts and forced three turnovers. 
in this game and still found a way to end up with seven points and a loss. I want to run the numbers on that and see if that's ever happened before. My guess is no. And it kind of feels like the season is lost already. It feels like all hope is down the drain. After seeing two weeks of our offense perform, I don't know if we really have a shot against the Big Ten coming up. I mean, it's Iowa, so you never really know what to expect, but it's just so disappointing compared to the previous years where we would start off on a win streak and we'd get we build up the hype heading into Big Ten time. Kinnick will be rocking. We have these ranked opponents come in and have a close game, but I don't know if we're going to be able to replicate that this year. And if you look around on the scoreboard across Week 2, Big Ten, Rutgers put up 66 points in their game. Minnesota scored 62. Maryland, Purdue, Michigan scored 56. Michigan State scored 52. Penn State scored 46. Ohio State had 45. Nebraska had 42. Oh my goodness. These teams can score. We got to we got to we got to figure something out here because we're going to run into other offenses that are better than Iowa State and that are better than South Dakota State. And then what happens? And I mean, oh, red flags are ahead, guys. We might be in for some ugly ones if things don't change, but I don't want to overreact too much. It's still early. We're one and one. There's a lot of season left to go. We got players that are injured that can come back. So not looking good right now, but then again, Let's be patient. Let's see if we can get the ship turned around. And we got we to gotta trust in Kirk. Kirk will get it going for us. If all signs are pointing to positivity, which I hope they are. Other college football games going on. We had a ton of upsets this week. Uh, Alabama nearly lost. I was really hoping for Texas to pull off this one. Uh, their quarterback, Ewers, got hurt. And then they threw in their second string and... Almost clutched it for the team, but Bama found a way to come back. Here are, here's the upsets that are notable for this week in college football. You had Marshall upsetting Notre Dame. That's pretty crazy. Appalachian State beat Texas A&M. Washington State beat Wisconsin. Kentucky upset Florida. Georgia Southern beat Nebraska. And that actually got their coach fired, Scott Frost. No longer head coach. Pretty crazy. BYU also upset Baylor. And you remember, guys, Scott Frost at UCF, they had that undefeated season. They were the self-declared national champions. Bring them over in the Big Ten. Looks a little bit different now. You, you get a hold of a different program. It's a different culture there. It's a different organization. It doesn't really transfer over every time. It's a, it's a whole different beast uh, coming over to the Big Ten instead of coaching UCF. So not sure what is in the future for Frost. Maybe he'll get a coordinator job somewhere maybe he'll get it another head coach at a small school but disappointing in his time at nebraska and they're going to be turning the page on him we head over to the nfl where thankfully i'm a chargers fan because the chargers are pretty much the exact opposite team of iowa football we have a high flying offense we have a great athletic quarterback we have a ton of weapons on the perimeter but our special teams is pretty questionable. <laughs> and that's uh, pretty much the exact night and day from Iowa, where we're so limited on offense, but we have great special teams. So 
Chargers, Justin Herbert doing his thing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams didn't really get involved too much, and it really didn't matter because we were throwing touchdowns to guys like Xander Horvath, DeAndre Carter, and Gerald Everett, three guys that were not on the team last year, so that's a good sign. The newcomers are showing out. Speaking of newcomers showing out, we head over to the defense. Khalil Mack. They said he was washed up. They said he was past his prime. I thought he was a bum, these guys. If you look around on social media, oh, Chargers, Khalil Mack is past his prime. Well, guess what, boys? Three sacks and a forced fumble in week one. Woo-hoo! Khalil Mack is back. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. The Mack attack is in full force. You better watch out. Nobody's safe. And just to make sure we get to the quarterback, we got Joey Bosa coming for you on the other side. Derwin James wreaking havoc. Whew. I'll tell you what, man. If we stay healthy, that's the golden question. Can we stay healthy? Because this team is a force to be reckoned with, and I'm excited to watch. Other NFL games going on this week. The Bears. Are you kidding me, Bears? In Soldier Field? In the pouring rain, in the swamp, and the floods? They were going around doing slip and slides after this one. They upset the 49ers. Oh, baby. Justin Fields getting it done. That defense holding the Niners to under 20 points. I believe they might have even had 10 points. I don't know. I'll have to go check. But wow, impressive win for the Bears. Their new GM, their new head coach starting off right with a win there in Chicago. Hopefully they can keep it going. Vikings beat the Packers. That was a pretty convincing win. Rodgers had a tough game, but Rodgers had a tough game in week one last year. So is that sort of a a trend that we might notice and maybe he'll get better throughout the year? Who knows? And then the Monday night game this week, Seahawks-Broncos, the rematch of Russell Wilson versus his old team, came down to the wire. Then the Broncos made the interesting decision not to call timeout. They decided to milk the clock, kick the 64-yarder with McManus. Almost had it. It probably had the distance, just didn't have the aim. And now their coach is getting getting a lot of uh, pressure from everyone. You should have called the timeout. You should have went for it with Russell Wilson. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I think uh, calling the timeout would give you a chance to at least think it over there. Who knows? You live and you learn. Hopefully that coach can get it figured out going forward. Seemed like a, a classic Anthony Lynn move to kind of melt down in the last minute of a game. So I'm glad we don't have to deal with that anymore. Tennis. If anyone cares about tennis listening right now, here you go. U.S. Open just finished up. Carlos Alcaraz from Spain. This guy's 19 years old. He was born in 2003. Are you kidding me? He won the entire tournament, man. 19 years old. Just reached the world number one ranking after winning this. He won $2.6 million. He's young. He's got a huge forehand. My man was whacking that thing around. The ball was flying everywhere. He was in complete control. He got it done. Very impressive. I hope that he can become the next great star because uh, you got Federer, you got Djokovic, you got Nadal, the big three. They're all starting to kind of head into the, the end of their careers, sort of. I guess Djokovic is still going strong, but the end is near for the big three, so we want to see some new young guys taking their place. Love to see it. What's cooking in finance? 
the consumer price index numbers were released this morning, and this is always a a big reading, a big uh, data point for investors. A lot of times they will react by buying more or selling more after seeing this. Supposedly, we are expected to have 8.1% inflation for this month, and the numbers came in at 8.3%, so it was more than we expected. And I don't really know what all goes into this, but it seems like it's always worse than we expected. Has it ever been better than we expected recently? I really doubt it. It's always just doom and gloom in the markets recently, and people seem to really react because we were, it was a a 0.2% difference in inflation. And then we go ahead and look at the stock market today. It had supposedly the worst day in the market since 2020. Stocks were absolutely obliterated today. You had the Dow and the Russell down over 3.9%, S&P down over 4.3%, NASDAQ down over 5.1%. My goodness, boys. For a 0.2% difference in our expectation of the CPI inflation, I don't really know if this is an overreaction or if this is a, a really bearish indicator. I'm I'm trying to kind of take this in. I, it seems like an overreaction to me. I don't see why that small of a difference would be that big of an outrage. But man, I don't know. I'll tell you what. I'm going to keep dollar cost averaging. I'm going to keep scooping up these uh, discounts. And uh, we'll check in long-term later on and see if this was a, a good time to buy the dip or, or what's going on. But Crypto also was taking a hit today, had a, a huge uh, drop-off after this uh, CPI came out. So crypto seems to be pretty correlated to stocks at this point, which is not really what we expect because crypto, at least Bitcoin anyways, is supposed to have limited supply and that will be... A hedge against inflation, but right now I don't know what to say, man. It's it seems to be mirroring the S and P lately, not exactly, but pretty close. And I saw um, a tweet from one of the Winklevoss twins that was saying that's how you know that we're so early on in crypto is because Bitcoin is not acting as like a hedge against inflation. It's kind of going along with it. So once we get further along, maybe we'll see that sort of uh, take form like we're expecting, but. For now, crypto's early. It's a great opportunity in my opinion. Prices are down, bear market, great time to get in. You don't have to buy a ton to get started. You can throw in whatever you're comfortable with, but I think you'll be thankful in the long run if you purchase a little Bitcoin, purchase a little Ethereum, store it away in some cold storage wallets, check back in 10 years and see what happened. That's probably a smart move in my opinion, so... Maybe I'll come back in the year 2032, revisit this, and see if I was right or if I missed it by a ton. The Ethereum merge is happening on Thursday, supposedly. Supposed to help environmentally quite a bit. Supposed to help transaction speeds. So hopefully that'll be a bullish uh, effect on Ethereum and the crypto market. We'll see. I'm expecting not much will happen in the short-term prices, but exciting to see this taking form. What's cooking in technology? Last week, I was telling you guys the Apple event was just about to happen. Now we have a ton of more details about that since it has happened. iPhone 14 is the newest model. 
There's going to be a 14, and I believe there's a 14 Pro. Um, there were, if you listened to last week's episode, there were a lot of the same old Apple typical updates. Uh, slightly better battery life, uh, slightly bigger screen. I think the top of the screen now is going to wrap around, like completely surround the front-facing camera. So that'll be interesting to see how that looks. Um, the The two new features that I thought were most important are the car crash detection. So supposedly iPhones are going to be able to notice if you've been in a car crash and kind of prompt you to call emergency services. And if you don't have cell reception, you're going to be able to connect to a satellite and call 911 that way. So that's really important. That'll be a huge help to people that are in that situation. Always, uh, always glad to see taking more precautionary measures, helping people in emergency situations. That's going to be a great selling point. People want their safety and security. It's a top priority. So great job by Apple there. AirPods came out with a upgrade. There's going to be improved sound, which is pretty basic. Noise cancellation is going to be better, supposedly. Um, I don't have noise canceling AirPods, but I'm curious to know how well they work because that seems like a great combination. Longer battery life and a case with a built-in speaker. So a lot of upgrades there. We'll have to see what the reviews come in like that, but um, glad to hear it. Innovation, keep on going. Apple Watch Ultra is going to come in a titanium case. Whew. I don't know if I need a titanium case for my watch, but if you're hardcore, there you go. Supposedly it'll have a 60-hour battery life and better GPS. So the uh, the Apple Watch hardcore extreme athletes, there you go. Enjoy. There's going to be a new iOS update, iOS 16. You're going to be able to edit messages up to 15 minutes after you send them. You're going to be able to unsend messages up to two minutes after you send them. Wow, guys. Wow. That's big. I know Snapchat lets you delete and do that some of that stuff, but that's big on iOS. You're going to be able to do that. Um, I feel like Twitter should probably implement something like this. People have been asking for that for a long time. As long as you put a minute restriction on the end of it, I'm fine with it. But you don't want people going back and changing things from a long time ago. So I think Apple got it right here. You put a little minute restriction on there and we'll see how the reviews come in, if that's working well or if they want to tweak it. Ton of other features in iOS 16. You guys got to look it up. I'm not going to share them all here, but uh, very exciting. Apple is always pushing the envelope, so glad to see it. What's cooking in video games? There's a study that came out, guys. People who play video games tend to have superior sensorimotor decision-making skills. Ha ha ha. To all the parents growing up that told their kids, video games are bad for you, they will fry your brains. Where are you at right now? Sounds pretty quiet over there, huh? Uh, video games, the study that they just conducted included 47 participants. These participants needed to play five or more hours of video games a week to be considered video game players, and any participant who played less than that was considered a non-video game player. And then they had the results, which showed differences in brain and behavior responses to decision-making between participants who were video game players and participants who were not. 
The video game players had increased accuracy in decision-making and decreased response time. In the brain regions associated with sensory motor and cognitive processing, there were differences in activation between video game players and non-video game players, with video game players showing higher levels of signal change. There you go. Video games. Very beneficial, guys. They teach you strategic thinking. They have added benefits. It looks like improved response time, decision-making. I don't know what to say. The, the moms, the dads, the parents, the guardians growing up who told you that video games are bad for you, they're real quiet right now. They don't have much to say. So turns out they might have been wrong all along. Who would have thought? All right, guys, that'll wrap it up for me. It was a pleasure to have Julian on. Great conversation going back to middle school. Always a good time hashing it out with the old friends. We're excited for his uh, announcement and his new release coming soon, so make sure to check that out. I'll throw in a few links in the description where you can find him. Uh, We'll be back next week, as always. Next Wednesday, What's Cooking? We'll be back. Not sure on the exact guest or topic right now, but we'll find something to talk about, I'm sure. Have a good one, guys. You can find me at what's underscore cooking on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the description. Check out the YouTube. Check out the social media. That's going to do it for me. Have a good one. Peace.